everybody, and welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. Frank, I don't like you talking shit. Well, you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not sorry at all. Uh, I'm going to continue to talk shit, and I'm going to continue to not lose for the rest of the season. Wow, really? Hmm. Hmm. Talking to the guy that's 3-0. and I mean, that's going to change this week, but whatever. And you know, you're gonna I'm get... projected to lose by 10 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I was, I, yeah, I, I was I was going to do you a solid and try to uh, bait some trades. Uh, trying to get uh, I was trying to get uh, Mark Henry on my on my team. Mm. Not Mark Henry. Not uh, what's Derek Henry? Mark Henry's the wrestler. The the the. Mm. Okay. Don't know. Don't don't. Derek no Henry, the t- the the Tennessee running back. Derek Henry coming coming out yeah. of Alabama. Yeah. Really did work for me last year. Um, he did. He had I, like a forty-point game one 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 week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w- I was trying to bait a trade, and that would have helped you out. But you know what? It just didn't happen. Mm. Um, but fantasy football—it's it's a thing. I finally got a win in like the lowest scoring game I think we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, you barely squeaked it. Yep, out. yep. I, I I made literally the worst decisions I could have possibly done with people who were active and playing, mm-hmm. and I still managed to win because my opponent did the same Mm. i was a little worried because i left like i don't know 15 20 points on the table i forget because i didn't play i played the rams defense who i thought was going to do way better than they did Mm. um and left 12 points on the table that the texans scored on my bench and then a rod actually outscored patrick mahomes so I was a little worried that I left a bunch of points on the table, but luckily I, I got an also Adam Thielen one point because the Vikings suck ass. Yeah, uh, one point of contention, I, I will say, uh, Jared Goff is supremely overrated, and that offense is nothing if they can't run the ball. I would agree with you on that. I'm interested in tonight's game. I'm not playing the Rams defense tonight. Both the Rams and the Texans projected to score about the same for me, but um, playing the Texans' defense against Matt Ryan. Dude, Matt Ryan is awful. I know. That's the thing. He's like, bad. the Falcons aren't that great. So. But the thing is, he keeps throwing to Austin Hooper, which he can keep doing for all I care. I thought mm-hmm. I made a mistake by not playing Jimmy Graham. Turns out I was right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but that's enough about yeah. fantasy football. I know y'all are coming here for hot video game takes. Uh, so I guess we should get into it. I, I haven't been able to play a v- very much of anything, really. Uh, what do you have? I actually got to play some stuff recently. Um Let's see. Where do I start? I played a little bit of Bastion. Not, you know, played another two levels. I think nothing too crazy on that one. Still very much enjoying that game. Um, I played. I'm trying to think. On Sunday, I had a just complete lazy day. Oh, I and I. Mm, I was looking through your trophies, and I know what you're about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably played a solid at least seven or eight hours straight of control Hell on yeah. Sunday. Um, 
yeah, it was just one of those days I knew I was just going to kind of chill out and nothing was really happening and I didn't really have any obligations. So I'm like, I started the, you know, the morning off playing some control, got around to lunchtime. I'm like, I'm really loving this game, you know, ate some food and I'm like, you know, maybe I should play something else. And I'm like, nope. I'm not going to. And I just kept playing control for a very long time. Um, I love that game, dude. I really do. Um, it, it is absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. Um, and it's just, it's a very addicting game. Like it's loop is addicting. The exploration is addicting. The combat is fun. Um, and the story is absolutely incredible. Um, and I find that the game, at least right now, it's been taking me to a lot of brand new areas from mission to mission. Um, and I think that I've been to out of all of the large areas, um, I'm, I've finally been to all of them. So we'll see what happens now that I've been to all of them. But uh, I, I find myself because the game kind of teases you of where you're going to go from mm -hmm. story mission yeah. to story mission. I, you know, they do this like incredibly cool shot of an area. And I'm like, that looks cool. That looks interesting. I really want to go there. Or, you know, this story chapter ends in a really exciting way. And I want to know what happens next. It's yeah, it's just a very addicting game. Yeah, I it, it's I think that one of the best things about the game is its presentation, just the way like it lays mm -hmm. everything out and the way it tells the story too. It's it, there there there's just a lot there that uh you you don't really think of, but you're getting a lot from the game as you, like every play session really. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I got a bunch of cool new powers now, um, got the shield ability, uh, which is, which is a, very useful. Um, and I'm on my way. So, so this place where I stopped is I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm about to go meet somebody very that trying to think how to put it. I'm about to go meet the person that Jesse has been looking for. Yes, which the way they've kind of teased some of the things and some of the things that you've discovered in the previous mission, I'm like very excited to see what happens next story wise. Yeah, like, you're, you're yeah, you're you're like right around the corner of like where I personally think like it took off and just became like became a game of the year contender. Like you're mm -hmm. you're right about the turn where where I felt that. Right. Which is really exciting because I already feel to me it is a game of the year contender. Um, and, and like, I don't know, the combat just feels so good. Of You know, I, I also got, uh, you know, upgrades for uh, the service weapon. So the, I got the Pierce ability, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, did you use that a lot? Uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, occasionally, like if I wanted to initiate an encounter that, that I'd take one large, I take a big shot with that. Yeah, definitely. And it's good for like ripping through shields and in the weird enemies that like kind of float and fly towards mm -hmm. you or and explode. Um, it's really good at taking those out. So got that. Now, like my eyes just kind of lit up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so cool. So I'm rocking the pierce and the grip 
right now because I, I I I like the grip. I know it's like the first thing that you get, but you know it's a it's a really reliable thing. Um, the spin, I think it is, that turns it into more of a kind of a machine pistol sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, it's good, but maybe I, I I'm not using the correct mods. Like it, I it's I kind of struggle with it. Um. In the, I'm blanking on the name, but the shotgun one is, is useful. Yeah, shatter. Um, also, like I'm getting to the point where I'm actually getting useful mods, like the highest level mods. I assume you can get, which is the orange level four. No, there's um, there's there's some mods beyond oh, that. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Well, either way, I'm getting those type of mods now, which are really changing uh, a lot of things, which is cool. Getting a lot of cool personal mods. Um, and, and even just some of the side stuff you do, like the board countermeasures are fun to do. Um, you know, I can now do the whole, um, blanking on what they, what they're called, but it'll pop up and be like, uh, beer or you know, like control, uh, go to the executive sector and take out these important enemies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 So I, I get to alerts. do beer loots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, those are fun to do just because they're more combat oriented and the combat's so good. Um, it never gets old in this game. Just throwing shit at dudes. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like that's one of the most satisfying things I've played in a really long time. Um, just gameplay wise. Like I'm even thinking back to like, maybe even all the way back to just playing like doom 2016. Like it just feels that good to just constantly pick shit up and throw it at dudes, especially when you're picking something up that, you know, it's going to like explode or something like that. And you get that extra damage boost or you kill them with one hit. It's just, it's incredibly satisfying. And, um, I'm just, I'm absolutely in love with this game and I cannot wait to play more of it. Hopefully this weekend we'll see. Um, yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorite games of the year. Awesome, awesome! Glad to hear it. Uh, did you uh, did you happen to play any of that Shadow Keep? I did. Yeah, and, and before I get to Shadow Keep, the one thing that I did in do in Control, and I felt like I shouldn't be there, and I've heard people talk about it. I wandered into the ashtray maze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do much until you are supposed to. That's what I thought because I kept going in circles, basically. Mm-hmm. I did the um, same I, thing. Yeah, and I found a few like items in there, but it kept leading me always back to the same, you know, starting point. But I'm very curious on what that is because it's a really interesting location. Yeah, it's so it's gonna be cool when you get there. Yeah, and I love how the game is so like weirdly inception like with the whole um ocean view hotel oh yeah oh my god you constantly kind of keep going back there and and it changes every time just a little bit it's like this is so fucking cool i don't know and just the the, the lore around it about how like people have only been able to find the key for that one door yeah yeah but like the possibilities that place has yes Mm. definitely definitely wild so yeah, anyways, control's great. And yes, I did play probably two hours of Shadow Keep the other night. Um, yeah, Destiny 2's new, uh, latest expansion. It is 
very fun so far. They, they've made some pretty cool changes. Um, so first of all, I believe before Shadow Keep came out, I was only at power level like 695, I think. And I think the max was 750 at the yeah. time. You know, I never got to grind up to 750. Um, you will start at 750. Yeah, I, I, I logged into Destiny 2 and I saw that too. Like they, they leveled all of my characters up to 750 because I only had the one leveled up. I think that's part of the yeah. new light thing that they did because the yes. free version, you start out at 750. Yes. So, yeah, you start at 750, um, but a lot of the newer stuff is at 760. Like, not saying you can't do it, but it might, it, it makes it just a little bit more difficult. Um, so, they made a few changes. Like, you can now access the store through the uh, director, um, which is interesting. Of course, they give you a quest right off the bat to go talk to Tess. So I'm like, okay, can we not do this anymore? Because obviously you want me to spend money, but whatever. Um, but now they've added, we talked about this a few weeks ago, they added a battle pass-like system, which I'm a little confused because it says I have a season pass, which I never bought. I guess it might be the season pass for Forsaken? Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know. Because I thought they they were selling like a special edition that got you that season pass. Yeah, cuz what what is the Shadow Keep cost $35 and then yes. there's a deluxe ed- edition that's more? That's 60, I believe. Mm, okay. Um so the game's saying I I have the season pass, which I'm like sure because now, you know, you're upgrading in a battle pass like way if you complete strikes, uh bounties, missions, um you get XP towards that uh and then you get items at every single level. There's 100 levels at the end you you can get the I think the last one's a pretty cool like weapon ornament. Um and along the way you're getting upgrade modules. So now they've changed the economy a little bit before you needed um x amount of materials to upgrade a weapon, maybe you needed uh you know, an enhancement core or something. Um now you just need an upgrade module to upgrade anything basically to bring its power level up to that of another piece of gear. So I kind of like how they streamline that a little bit. Now, the only way that I've gotten them so far is by leveling up this whole battle pass season system. You can do it. I saw like um, the weapon master, right? God, it's been so long since I've dived into destiny, like hardcore. Um, where you turn in all your your when you break down weapons to gunsmith that's what i'm thinking of um you can get bounties from him now that will have some of those things i I believe you might even be able to buy it from him so i kind of like how they streamline that uh you can now upgrade armor multiple times which is nice um you just invest legendary shards and glimmer into it which is cool um so some of those kind of adjustments I think are kind of just deepens your character a little bit, creates a lot more variety between like what my build would be and your build would be, which is really exciting. Um, they added finishers. I have yet to unlock a finisher, so I'm kind of waiting for that. Um, but anyways, shadow keep so far story-wise is really fascinating. Um, you are going back to the moon, Eris Morn is back, who I believe hasn't been in the game since the Taken King. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, um, yeah. 
and you kind of figure out what she's been up to, which I don't really want to spoil because it is an interesting aspect. Um, it's kind of got more of a creepy vibe to it so far with the story. Um, and you go on, you know, the opening mission, I will say, is absolutely exciting because you arrive on the moon and it is just all out fucking war. And there's just gunfire everywhere. They're throwing so many different hive enemies at you. Um, and then you slowly start to discover these newer type of enemies that you're fighting um, in, in some things around that. You discover a really cool location which is cool. Um, and, and you know, the, so you're back on the moon, which is both exciting and not exciting to me at the same time. So it's cool to be back on the moon. Um, that's a, you know, a destination in destiny one that you went back to a lot. Uh, but I think the thing to me is I want to go to the new locations on the moon, which are really cool to be in. Um, and I have no doubt that you'll go back to them a lot more, but so far they've sent me back to some older locations, which are cool and kind of nostalgic to be back in. But at the same time, it's not that exciting because I feel like I've been there. I have been there so many times through destiny one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we ran those strikes. Shit. So many I, I can times. even those remember missions. what it's, yeah, I can remember what the moon was like in Destiny One. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and and you basically know how to get around the moon, which is both cool and kind of boring because it's like I've been here so much. Um, I just want to go to the new spots. Um, but they've added some new interesting things. Like, there's a bunch of chests around that I have that have these weird symbols on that I don't know how to open yet. Um, there's these kind of locations where. At least so far, when I've went up to them, ogres spawn and they spawn these other enemies, these like nightmare enemies, they're calling them, um, and kind of creates these uh, interesting battles. And then once you defeat that ogre and the rest of the enemies, then a chest opens and you get loot out of it. So that's cool. Um, so, so far, I mean, story wise, it's cool. I've kind of. I'm both excited to be back to the Destiny grind and. You know, it, it, the grind kind of hit me at one point. Like you get an early mission, and the only way to complete that mission is to do uh, to open chests in the world, to do patrols, to kill certain enemies. And I'm like, okay, yep, mm. still destiny. You know, but once I got that, you know, some cool things happen. You fight an interesting returning character from Destiny One and a returning boss enemy, okay. which I thought was cool. Uh, the 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 fight wasn't as exciting as it is in Destiny One, um, so that was both cool. Like I said, cool and not cool at the same time. Um, and that's kind of how I just feel about Shadowkeep. Like so far, I've only played. Like I said, I only played two hours of it. I want to play a lot more. Uh, they've made some really cool adjustments. But so far, like the missions, I'm I'm excited to do new Destiny stuff and get new Destiny gear. Uh, but I'm not. Sorry, I'm not excited um, to go back to some of these older locations unless they do something really cool with it. So um, I take it you're not going to be raid ready this weekend. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I did do a nightfall. So they kind of changed the nightfalls. There's like a really challenging nightfall. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I just need to dive into it a little bit deeper. Uh, there was a nightfall and then there was another nightfall mission 
uh, strike where you can choose like multiple levels. Obviously, it gets harder and you get different gear out of it. But the one I did was only 750 like power requirements. So I was able to do it right away and get like really cool fucking gear out of it. I played the uh, Pyramidian strike, which, you know, I've done a million times already. Um, and now I'm at the point where I'm about to do a brand new strike. So I'm excited to see what that is. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here like wondering if I should buy in right now or wait. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll say I would enjoy having someone to play with. Okay. I don't right. know if anyone else bought it, but I understand if you can't, can't buy into it. Um, so I played that and then, you know, I played that for a while and then I still wasn't feeling tired or whatever. And then that night I did play, which I know you've played a lot more of, mm-hmm. I played some Apex Legends season three. Yeah. World's Edge, baby. That map is fucking dope. Yeah. I, probably, I, I played four matches. I had like no success. I had bad teams. Um, the last match I took out a f- few dudes and then everyone else on my team died. I'm like, okay, thank you. Whatever. Um, but that map visually is incredibly exciting and I really want to play a lot more of it to, uh, you know, just learn that map. Yeah. It's see all the areas. I haven't been to every location so far. Uh, I've been to a lot of the locations. So I, I've played quite a bit of apex legends, Bought into the battle pass because I had the coins that I earned from the last one. Bought crypto mm-hmm. with the Apex coins. Uh, and I gotta say, they, they, they fucking nailed it. This map, I'm, I'm not missing King's Canyon at all. So, it's, Brandon, really quick question. Can you not play King's Canyon anymore? Uh, no. They, sa- they okay. said they're gonna work, find a way to incorporate it some other time, but for now, it's all World's Edge. Okay. I will say this map is way more exciting so far yeah, I, than what I, I've seen. I feel um, like it has more distinct landmarks, and it's like yeah. easier to get your bearings of where you are. Uh, and yeah, I just I, I like it a lot. Um, I, I played some crypto. Uh, crypto is really cool. Uh, he has this drone. You you can uh, manually you activate and manually control it, and you can either recall it or leave it where it is. And if the drone sees anybody or a trap or something, it'll highlight it, uh, mm. and like you'll be able to see it through walls, and your teammates will be able to see what it sees through walls. Just like a highlighted outline of stuff, uh, so it's re- it's really good for scouting and stuff like that. It has an EMP for its ultimate, uh, which will disable caustic traps, Watson barriers, and take down a good chunk of shields. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's crypto is really useful, but you really need your teammates to be shooting good because it you're you're pretty vulnerable when you're manually controlling it. Mm. Gotcha. But yeah, I have you won yet in yeah, season three? Yeah, I won the first day. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> and today, I I didn't win today, but I had three second place finishes in a row. Nice. Um, just couldn't finish the deal. Like, for some reason, people get boneheaded towards the end of the end of a match, and they 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 think just because they survived so long that they they can go and wipe a squad and end up putting us in a bad position but mm-hmm. whatever that's what you're going to get when you play with randos um yeah but yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it the new charge rifle 
fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I, I used that the last round that I played, and I absolutely fucking loved it. Like it might not be the best weapon, but it is really fun to use. Yeah, like it has like so the way the charge rifle works is that it shoots a small beam forward, kind of as it's charging up its main blast, and that does a little bit of damage, which I guess. <laughs> That is the drawback of it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it lets them know you're about to smack them. But like, it's also pretty cool to like to see like the laser co- go in and then the big <laughs> fucking blast follow it up. Yeah, I I think it's really uh, it's a really cool weapon. And right, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I've got a few kills with it. It's it's not it's. It's not like it's not a bad weapon. It's just it telegraphs like where you are and like when they're getting hit. So, yeah, just I I think the the, yeah, the map is certainly the highlight of this new season. It's it's a fantastic map. The train is cool. Everyone's trying to jump on the train to go around. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've played way more of this game. This is the first time I've played, honestly, since you and I played that one night in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been able to look at lifetime stats? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Lifetime stats started like... So the tracking for the lifetime stats is kind of screwed up. I don't think they have stats from before season one and maybe even part of season one wasn't tracked. But uh, yeah, I I think for me, you know, in granted, none of these numbers are incredibly exciting as someone like you that's played this game a lot and won a lot. It says that I've won seven games, uh, which I feel thinking about what I won is probably pretty accurate. And I can go back and look at season two stats, but I can't look at season one. Yeah, some, something something, yeah, something with tracking is off there. Because uh, yeah. I have like... I'm not going to brag or anything, but I have like 45 wins, which oh, nice. by all means isn't a lot for people who play this game more than I do. Or uh, like it's yeah, I, I've, se- I've seen high win counts out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. The, the stat tracking is pretty cool right now. It is. Since it's since it's early in the season, I have like a three point five kill death ratio. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even want to look at mine for the season because, like I said, I I did not have great teams these games that I played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to play, dude. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely on the agenda. Uh, but yeah, I've having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other things I've been playing, I finished off some some of the career race. I only have like six more career races left in Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, and they announced, so I, I didn't put it in the news, but they announced like a, a new Gran Turismo sport they're going to put out, what? Uh, which is weird. Um, I am not aware of this. Yeah, I think they're calling it like Spec B or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know the the details, but yeah, they're putting out a new version of Gran Turismo sport. Uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but that that was just weird to me. I don't know. Is it like a, a game of the year edition or something? 
I don't know exactly. It's they. I will. They were talking about like tr- how they put out numbers of like tracks and cars they were gonna have in it, and it didn't sound like too dramatically different from what's in Gran Turismo Sport now. But yeah, I don't know. That that that's a that just seems like a weird decision to me. Like so close to the end of the console generation to put something like this out. But who knows? Maybe it's laying the groundwork for something else. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Gran Turismo Sport, because of its competitive aspect specifically, continues on PlayStation 5. Now, I know, you know, you should theoretically be able to play this because it's going to be backwards compatible. But, you know, do they keep this game going or do they make a new do they make GT set? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been doing that, doing my racing, getting my daily races in, uh, and then Final Fantasy 14, I am four quests away from Stormblood. Ooh, wow. Didn't you say you had 70 something quests last week? I think it was closer to like 40 something. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds better. Uh, so I've been largely still, ignoring side quests. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been just pounding the main story. Um, I'll get to side quests when I have the time for it, but yeah, the, I don't have enough time on this podcast to talk about where that story goes, but goddamn, it is so good. It is the best Final Fantasy, as I keep saying. And I just wish I had uh, other people, well, I do have people to play with, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're they're online friends, and you know there's a difference between online friends and you know people you know in real life. Uh, but yeah, that that's been cool. I I very much look forward to uh, playing through Stormblood and finally getting to Shadowbringers because the Yokotaro raid launches later this month. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I'm trying to think. I I played some more Dead Cells. I I got to the last boss and died. Uh, played some more. Well, my save got eaten for uh, fucking Slay the Spire, so I started that over. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, but yeah, I hmm, Slay the Spire is fucking awesome. Yeah, I gotta get back to that game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's October now, so I'm th- I'm thinking about starting a spooky game, and I don't know what exactly I want to play. I don't know if it's available on Games Pass for PC, but I know Blair Witch is yes, on the Xbox is. Game Pass. It is. Uh, kind of thinking about that. Um, I do want to play Man of Medan, but I don't know if I want to pay for it right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I feel you. I, I feel like watching spooky stuff uh, started on Netflix, that uh, Haunting of Hill House, oh, which is really cool. Okay, so there's, there's this show that I've been hearing about, Marianne. Mm, no, I have not heard of it. What's it on? Do you know? I, think, it it's like on, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, okay. I got turned on to it by one Patrick Klepik. I'll go look through his Twitter feed again to see what it is what the actual title is. I think it's Marianne, but Mm. okay. Oh my goodness. Oh God. He tweets a lot. Okay. Yeah. It's called Marianne. It's on Netflix and apparently it's spooky as fuck. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. 
And I've been seeing a ton of people starting to play Bloodborne for October. And I'm like, damn, I beat that game this year. That's a good October game. Yeah. But I could beat it again if I... Yeah. Right. It's a damn good game. Uh, But I also thinking Sekiro, like, I didn't put it in the news. I think it happened a couple weeks ago, but they teased some more Sekiro DLC to be announced soon. Cool. So, yeah, I've I've been thinking about that, too. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do because Bloodborne had the old Hunters expansion. I wonder if they'll do like a, you know, big meaty DLC drop to that game. Yeah, I hope so because God damn, that game's good. It would be cool if they got it out before the end of the year to put them to remind people that, like, hey, this is you know we're a really good game here and we launched in the what, March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game. Oh my God. You're, yeah. you're, you said you weren't going to beat that game, but goddamn, you need to watch some cutscenes. I do. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I have some information for you on this Gran Turismo Sport Spec 2. Spec 2. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It arrives October 4th. Uh, that's, basically. That's tomorrow or the day this podcast comes out. <laughs> right. This is from gtplanet.net. Uh. Nearly two years after its original launch, a new version of GT Sport becomes available next Friday. It goes by the name of Spec 2, and that should be familiar to long-term Gran Turismo fans due to the amount of additional content Gran Turismo 5 relaunched with a Spec 2 version back in 2011, with the corresponding versions titled XL and GT Academy Edition in North America, in Europe. Um, Like these titles, GT Sport Spec 2 will contain a whole raft of game updates on the disc or in the download if you prefer to save on a lengthy update process however there is no new game version to go with it you'll simply get gt sport complete up to the 1.39 update back in may um and then spec 2 also comes with extra bonuses players will get a 2.5 million credit boost to their starting funds a 10 gr3 and 10 gr3 race cars from the top 10 manufacturers in the 2018 fia online championship world final uh, they list those cars um as well on here which i could read if you would like yeah i i kind of have an idea of what those cars yeah be. basically they are from you know top manufacturers in the world yeah, i'm, Porsche, I'm assuming... Renault, subaru toyota uh there's a nissan mitsubishi uh, mercedes-benz lexus chevy and aston martin yeah so so yeah that's uh, basically it. In addition, spec two, there's also a budget PlayStation hits version of the game. Very cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, I, I was just going to look through the drop, but it's, it's obviously not in there. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, all I'll say is we've said this a lot about GT sport, but that game is amazing as a games as service sort of game. Like they've really supported that game a lot and it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I understand that there, there's a lot of disappointment that they didn't go ahead and make Gran Turismo seven, yeah. but GT sport is a fine product in itself. I, I agree with you. And, and to me, 
you know, it, it's a simulation racer in a really exciting way. Like, I just think its competitive aspect is one that excites me, and I'm not one that likes to race online too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I play Forza, I hardly ever race online just because the online racing aspect of that game isn't taken super seriously like GT Sport is. And for someone that would love to race online in a serious manner, GT Sport is amazing in that way. It's just a great game. Yeah, I I totally agree. And yeah, I, I think that pretty much does it for the games I've been playing. Unless you have anything else, we can dive straight into the no. news. I mean, I'll just give quick shout-outs. I played about an hour of Link's Awakening on Switch. Really fun, really cute art style. Um, never played Link's Awakening before, but it's a really cool game so far. And uh, shout-out once again to Gears 5. Played another chunk of that campaign. Absolutely incredible. One of the most visually stunning games I've ever ever experienced. Hmm. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. Alrighty, well, I guess we should start with the biggest news in regards to PlayStation. Sean Layden, the head man, the guy you see on stage, he's gone. Seemingly abruptly, via a tweet from PlayStation, not a press release as they normally do for these departures. Um... But yeah, he's, he's leaving. There aren't any details on when that's going to happen. And Sean Layton has yet to come out and say anything about what he's doing next. I have a suspicion that Google is swooping in to get our guy. Hmm. Maybe. Um, I, I find the tweet interesting, for sure. Um, you know, I'll just read it here quick. They said, quote... It is with great emotion that we announce Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layden will be departing SIE. His visionary leadership will greatly will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean. And what I find interesting about that, and kind of like you mentioned, like typically when positions change at Sony, they announce who's next in line to take over and i wonder if this was a sudden sort of thing yeah it it makes you wonder like what what the actual situation was i doubt it was anything like horrible or anything it maybe it just caught them by surprise yeah um but yeah it's it's, i do certainly wonder where he's going yeah and i wonder if sony show up to e3 next year who do they put out there Right. Sean Layden was pretty good at that job. Uh, Yeah. I felt like he had a very awkward, but also kind of commanding stage presence. Like I think back to E3 2016 or 2017, where it's mostly him on stage. And I felt like he always delivered everything really great. Um, And I enjoyed watching him. And I really wonder how his departure might affect PlayStation 5 in, say, we probably won't know for, say, three or four years. Um, Because I'm sure a lot of the games that he might have greenlit or, you know, helped greenlit are going to continue development and and come out. Um, You know, because we saw that 
Sony kind of really changed throughout this generation, especially under him of they didn't embrace indies as much as they did early in the generation. They really embrace this whole narrative single player experience for a lot of their first party titles. Like how much does that change? If at all, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, how, you know, does Jim Ryan affect anything as well now that he's kind of taken over a lot? Just, just hearing, just hearing anything he says in a press release is just frustrating. Yeah. Especially getting to something, some other major PlayStation news that we'll get to here in a little bit of things he said about it. You know, he's just, I don't know about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. I, I guess this does give Sony some time to find a new person before the PlayStation five launches. And like they, they've yeah. got some time here. I think, I don't think this is going to hurt them too much. Like they, they have time to no. get organized before the launch of the PlayStation five. Yeah. And for, and this is just my personal opinion, but any everybody saying like, oh, a major leader leading right before PlayStation 5, you know, that's not good. You know, Sony's going to fall on their face. Like, I, there's a lot of, you know, creative minds that go into these things. Um, yes, a lot of things probably stopped with Sean Layden as like the final decision maker. Um, but I don't. I feel like so like a lot of things that they were probably planning for PlayStation five are probably pretty set in stone. I would imagine mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. If yeah, they're I mean, it planning on actually it. launching. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, also coming through on PlayStation uh, via a wired interview, it seems that PlayStation four's cross play is available for any developer now it's uh yeah so uh, here's a quote from the wired interview the ps4's crossplay efforts have officially moved out of the beta stage um so yeah it, it seems like uh now is the time that anyone who wants to can implement uh crossplay with playstation 4 right on uh, and it's, so it's happening most notably this year with Call of Duty Modern Warfare, yep. and uh, most recently, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds have added crossplay between right. Xbox and One and PlayStation Four. I believe Destiny Two, but is is that only crossplay with PC? That right is now? not crossplay. Really, it is cross save, cross -save. and you can bring right. your characters over, but it is not cross play at the moment. Okay, I imagine that will probably come pretty soon. Yeah, you've got to imagine uh, that's that's a thing that they're working on. If not for PlayStation Four, but maybe PlayStation Five. Yeah, we'll see what Destiny Two does in in this. It is a very weird period to be having these kinds of changes. Right. Um, it, it's it's exciting that. PlayStation has completely embraced this um, in that, you know, crossplay is probably a thing that will that that's here to stay. You know, I, I don't see it going back the other way. At this point, it would be very negative PR if it did, which I don't know if any company really wants. Um, and, you know, speaking about Jim Ryan, like, I, do, do you remember all these quotes of like Jim Ryan saying like, oh, we're trying to protect the kids and all this garbage? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope that 
you know, nothing changes with this. But I mean, I, I doubt it at this point if they're saying it's open. I, like I remember um, earlier this year, some indie developers saying like, we tried to get crossplay and Sony's not playing ball, but now it's open to anybody. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Fortnite. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> Borderlands Three will be a crossplay title. That would be fantastic. But guess what? There's there's more news. There's more news. Uh, some of it okay. So apparently, Randy Pitchford in Texas court has been exonerated of all the allegations against him in this court case with Wade Calendar. They really? have come to a settlement, and no action will be taken. Uh, wow. So, yeah, uh, I, this does not mean that Randy Pitchford did not take that $12 million bonus that was alleged. It just means he didn't do it illegally, if he did it at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I. this is... Yeah, this getting out just after another story that is not so good. The reasoning behind Troy Baker turning down Borderlands 3 is because uh, they refused to work with the union, the voice actor, the sag after union. Gearbox yeah. n- not wanting to play ball with a union and simply citing the, f- the Texas law that states that they don't have to work with unions and they can hire whoever they want regardless of union membership or not. Right. But yeah, uh, Troy Baker not stepping outside, like crossing the picket fence, uh, the picket line as it is. I mean, it's it's really... <laughs> It's frustrating that uh, Gearbox just won't work with the voice actors union. Like it's, I I don't see why they wouldn't to get a talented voice actor like Troy Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, and the thing is, they did work with some union members on on the on the game. They just wouldn't do so for Troy Baker it's really it's a, it's strange yes yeah I I don't know I don't I don't understand why they would do this it doesn't make any sense to me why Gearbox would uh, behave this way yeah I mean you get um, Laura Bailey I believe who is the voice of Tiny Tina who is in that's uh, Ashley right? Birch Ashley Birch, right, 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 sorry. Um, either way, in the union, and you use them for a minor role, but you can't use Troy Baker. At least where I'm at, Reese is a very prominent part of Borderlands 3. So I don't really understand why you wouldn't want to use him. You know what I mean? Like, I guess they're uh, banking on the fact that, like, or they're banking on, like, most of the people playing Borderlands Three maybe didn't play Tales from the Borderlands. Like maybe there's maybe they think that they can get away with it because Tales from the Borderlands was this offshoot thing. Right. And, and yeah, I wonder how much you know Bor- Tales from the Borderlands like means to Gearbox specifically because they didn't really make it. Um, even though, like, there's there's characters in Tales from the Borderlands that they don't use that I feel like they should use. 
which is weird to me. Um, and also, that was probably the best story in all of the Borderlands games we've gotten so far. So that's just me. Um, and to me, like, now voice actors don't sell video games in the way that actors sell movies or a TV show. Um, but at the same time, they're becoming more and more important in terms of names and personalities. I feel like having Troy Baker in your game would at least bring more prominence to it. Um, so I don't really get that either. It's just, yeah, it's a little frustrating because I like Troy Baker as, as a voice, voice actor. And, you know, like I said, Reese has a pretty big role so far in Borderlands 3 of where I'm at. So it just, it's not like he has a small role and they're like, ah, we don't want to go through all this, this, um, union stuff to get him in here. Uh, cause they clearly did that with, with Ashley Birch. So it's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But at, at the same time, like your box didn't do anything wrong. Technically. Yeah. Um, they didn't do anything illegal. They just, no, they just decided not to play ball with the union and replace a voice actor with a right. non-union voice actor. And the, I don't, I don't know. Like it's what SAG after does for its voice actors. It, I, I'm not entirely sure, but it's there. There's a reason a union exists, and I, I, I don't know, like the details, but Gearbox just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they they think that they're above it all. That they they don't need to work with a union. They can they can do whatever they want. Uh, which I guess in Texas law that 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 they have every right to do. But it also doesn't it doesn't uh, jibe well with me because just the standard of like how other studios operate and other publishers and it. it yeah, uh, I don't know it. It seems just a little bit grimy the way that they're operating. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a few a few other thoughts that I have is, you know, there was the whole thing with uh, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize, but the voice of Claptrap from border, you know previous Borderlands yep. games of mm-hmm. wanting more pay. He worked for for Gearbox, um, but didn't get extra pay. I believe uh, one of the voices of one of the villains. I apologize once again because the villains are so bad. I can't remember their fucking names. The Crypto Twins, the female one, um, I believe, is another gearbox employee so i mean i i would hope that she's being compensated for her work in the game along with her work on the game if that makes sense yeah yeah which (laughs) seems seems like a real point of contention with with a lot of those cases like you're a gearbox employee but you're also a voice actor but they're only paying you for one job right which which sounds sounds to me like what happened in the case of the claptrap yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that is because I believe he didn't get extra money for it, mm-hmm. which I don't blame him for saying, hey, I want extra money if I'm going to if we're going to do Borderlands 3 because Borderlands 2 sold 22 million fucking copies. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'd want a little extra money and you can obviously afford to give it to me. Like, come on, man. Um, in terms of the whole union thing, I mean, yeah, it's uh, what the example I'm about to use is very much a different industry from video games but you know i work in construction we're a, a you know technically like a, we're it's called a merit shop so we're non-union we're open basically um we have used some union contractors before but we technically don't have to at all um 
So, you know, in, in that way, like, yeah, Gearbox didn't do anything, anything wrong, but I just feel like the way they, they operate with certain things is a little, a little strange. I also wonder how much this happens throughout the game industry, but you just don't really hear about it. Yeah, especially with voice actors that aren't as well known as Troy Baker. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I've had enough of Gearbox right for, for the moment. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like, you just launched your game. People like it. It has sold a lot. Like, just stop, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, it's just constantly, like, bad news story or bizarre situation, you know, one after another. Like, just, here's your game. Tell us about your game. Tell us how you're updating your game, new content, whatever. Just stop. Go away. Because I'm tired of hearing about crazy stories about this game as well. Mm-hmm. On the more positive note, Rocket League has announced its replacement for loot boxes. They All earlier right. this year said they won't have loot boxes. Now they're doing this thing called blueprints. Uh, where you spend um, premium in-game currency uh, to unlock these blueprints to get the item that it represents. So you, there's no longer any randomness to what you're getting. You know exactly what you're buying. Um, they're also going to have an in, in-game store, kind of like Fortnite or Apex Legends. A microtransaction store so it seems like you there, yeah from here it's like there's no random stuff now and you can you just pay for what you want like you know okay. you know what blueprint what the blueprint is and you can choose whether or not to buy what's what's on it so that's good I, I guess I, I don't, I'm not sure what the yeah. pricing is with that what the, what the change might be um but yeah Good for Rocket League. I like D- that. Ditching the loot boxes. Yeah. I mean, it gets away from the whole predatory psychological nature that loot boxes could get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just knowing what you're get going to get all the time or what you're about to buy, I think, is good. Um, you know, I still... I'd rather see no microtransactions, but if there is microtransactions, I at least want to know fully what I'm getting Mm -hmm. out of it. Um, The the, the only issue I see with having like an in-game store like an Apex or Fortnite or Destiny 2 or whatever is how overpriced some of the stuff can get. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Fortnite, I mean, uh, Apex skins, ridiculously priced. $20 for a skin? Jeez. And, and like, like loot boxes are gross, and I still think it's very gross when they have overpriced stuff for, you know, like like you're saying, skins for twenty dollars. Like that's that's insane. Um, but it's still better. It, it's still better to me than than loot boxes. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. And yeah, we've got Monster Hunter World news here as well. Uh, they're continuing to add stuff to Monster Hunter World. Now Monster Hunter World Iceborne. A new volcanic region is coming and a new monster, the Rajang. Rajang, the Borang. Uh, it's a big monkey dude with horns. Mm. He looks mad. 
He does. Uh, I don't want to. Do you want to beat the shit out of this thing? I'm not sure if I want to tangle with that monkey. <laughs> he has thumbs. The other monsters don't have thumbs. Yeah. This fucker can pick the stuff up and throw it at you. But yeah, more stuff coming to Monster Hunter World. They're continuing to support that game. I wish I could play Iceborne now, but no, it's not going to happen yet. Yeah. Um, and there's good news for those of you who are interested in PlayStation Now. They have lowered the price. Uh, it's down to $10 a month. Yeah. Or $60 a year. That's down from $20 a month and $100 a year. Uh, they've also added God of War, Grand Theft Auto V, Infamous Second Son, and Uncharted 4 to the service. Uh, PlayStation Now is a little bit different in that you can stream games and you can download games yes. through its service. So, uh, yeah. Go check what? that out if you're interested. What an incredibly smart move on Sony's part to me, um, just because, you know, place, you know, this puts PlayStation now in a much more direct competitive state to Xbox Game Pass. It's now the same price um, and they're putting some of their, you know, premium first party titles on the ser- on the service. You can play it on PC, mm-hmm. um, like being able to play God of War and Uncharted 4 for ten dollars a month. Like, fuck him. Yes, that it does is so cool. appear that these games are going on rotation. Uh, yeah. So it seems like a lot of their first party stuff is going to be on rotation. Right. Um, do you do you think Sony's testing out, you know, maybe how many um, people play these games, how many, you know, how these games might drive subscription numbers up? And does that lead to, you know, next generation or even before, potentially, you know, Sony doing what Microsoft is doing with their first-party titles of it goes on PlayStation Now as soon as it launches, as well as digital and retail you can buy it. Yeah, this this is definitely a testing ground for them. I, I'm, I'm sure of that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I'm not confident that they'll follow through the way Microsoft has done, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, if you're interested and don't feel like dishing out cash, there's a seven-day free trial for new customers. So go check that out if you're interested. Right on. Yeah, this is a smart move and huge titles to get on there. I mean, if you haven't played any of these games, definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, as always, new video games out this week. Tyler, I don't think the list is overly yeah. long this week. I think it's manageable, well, maybe? Yeah. Eh, yeah, sort of, kind of. Start us out here. All right, I'm going to read this one, and then i got to step out for one minute. So if you have to read another one, do that, and then I'll... You know, keep going for how many you went for. I just got to step out really quick. Um, A whole new world. Whole as in a hole in the ground. On Vita. Vita only. Interesting. Uh, The city is being invaded by monsters from the upside down world. Stranger things, question mark. You, the potion master, must defeat evil all alone with no tutorials or easy mode to assist you. You have to rely on the help 
of Fae, your companion fairy, in your potions. Defeat gigantic bosses and acquire new powers. Mm, all righty. This next title. <laughs> yeah, it's, right it's a long one. It uh, is. Carly and the Reaper Man Escape from the Underworld on PlayStation VR. Join the adventures of Carly and the Reaper Man from in the Underworld. Master platforming to avoid dangers, solve puzzles, and build your way through dozens of fun and challenging obstacles to the finish line. Play alone or with a friend. And next up, we have Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, of course. The biggest launch this week. New nightmares have emerged from the shadows of our moon. Called forth by haunting visions, Erisborn has returned. Join her to slay these nightmares before they reach out beyond the moon to cast humanity back into an age of darkness. Alrighty, looking forward to maybe checking that out this week. Uh, next up, this seems like a game that released maybe on other platforms, but Ghostmas- Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. A Ghostbusters video game, who would have thought? Strap on your proton pack once again, and join the Ghostbusters on the adventure with the voice and likeness of the original crew as you ba- battle through to as you battle to save New York. Play through a unique storyline as the player battles and captures ghosts, both well loved and brand new. All right, I'm back. Whew. Apologize for that. Uh, you read Ghostbusters? Yep. All right. Next up, the Grand Legacy Tale of the Fate Bounds on PS4. Welcome to the Legrand, a beautifully hand-drawn world riddled with curious creatures, devastating wars, and intriguing tales of vengeance and redemption. Embark on an epic adventure through this sprawling fantasy universe and fight alongside the Fate Bounds as they attempt to bring peace to Legrand. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, I can read the next one. You want? Uh, I, I, I can do it. Uh, we okay. got Ling, yeah. A Road Alone. Ling, A Road Alone is a top-down hack-and-slash game. Following his heart, a young man starts a journey to find his true self across snowy mountains and sand dunes, faced with tough enemies and fierce fights. His only choice is to keep moving forward with determination. A very, let's say, Final Fantasy or Monster Hunter-like sword in that guy's hand in that it is way too big. Yes, it is as almost as large as the man. Yeah, it's almost like no human could ever wield a sword that large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2 on PS4. The battlefield extends into space. Defeat the enemy with your mobile suit or launch surprise attacks as infantry grasp the shifting tides of battle and let loose your victory cry mobile suit gundam battle operation 2 allows you to fight alongside your friends basic play free complete countless battles and missions and become an ace pilot Mm. I, i don't understand what's in quotations does that mean that this game is free to play maybe it's free i maybe i'd have to look it up I don't know exactly. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Oh God! It's October. We've yeah. got we've got some horror <laughs> VR games. No Way Out: A Dead Realm Tale on PlayStation VR. No Way Out: A Dead Realm Tale is a chilling VR experience that takes you to hell and back. 
race against the clock as you solve puzzles in this haunted mansion caught between our world and the dead realm. Will you escape, or will you become just another lost soul trapped in Huxley's mansion? Don't know if I, I don't think I want to play that. Mm. Uh, next up is Northguard on PS4 digital and retail. Northguard is a strategy game based on North mythology in which you can control a clan of Vikings vying for control of a mysterious newfound continent filled with mystery, danger, and riches. Northguard. The boldest Northmen have set sail to explore and conquer these new shores, bring fame to their clan, and write history. So, Tyler, this is on Xbox Game Pass. I might check it out. Do it! Before next week. We've got One Night Stand on PlayStation 4. Not in real life. Tonight, no, not happening tonight. Uh, Really awkward, Tyler. I don't know why I went there. But this video game went there. One Night Stand. After a night of fun, passion, and one too many drinks, you wake up the next morning with a complete stranger. Will you stay and explore your relationship with this stranger, or will you escape as soon as you can? With 12 unique endings to discover, can you keep up the act long enough to find out what really happened? Oh. Uh, Just to fill everyone in, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2 is free to play. It's Mm. a... Very, just very confusing way that I feel like they said it. Uh, and there's also up to $90 microtransactions that you could buy. Hmm. Okay. All right. Next up is Ready, Set, Heroes. On PS4, go from zero to hero in this fast-paced multiplayer dungeon crawler meets epic arena brawl. Choose your character, then race through random dungeons to slay monsters dodge traps and collect tons of loot to power up whoever reaches the end of the dungeon first triggers a vicious winner takes all arena brawl Mm. you might recognize this next game it it seems to be a series tic-tac letters by palgi on playstation 4 and vita i think you might know what kind of game this is Tic-Tac Letters is a single-player logic puzzle based on tic-tac-toe. Begin by placing letters so that there is no more than two X's or O's consecutive in a row or column. Then continue with new letters and larger and more challenging puzzles. How exciting. Uh, Next up is Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. PS4 Digital and Retail. Become a ghost an elite U.S. special operations soldier as you fight to survive against your brothers who have turned against you. Put yourselves in the shoes of spec op soldiers stranded behind enemy lines as you explore the massive open world. Gold and Ultimate Editions available October 1st. Yeah, I guess people are already playing this. Okay. Yeah. I I do want to play this game. I'm not going to pick it up you know, immediately or anything because there's so many games out that Mm -hmm. I need to finish first, but... Um, I just feel like there's not a ton of hype behind this game right now. Yeah. I mean, they ran a beta and an alpha and all that stuff beforehand, but yeah, it seems yeah. to, the hype has died down. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Wildlands sold really well, but I feel like part of that was because it came out in, like, spring of 2017, I think it was. Yeah. There's so many games out right now. I really am curious on how well this this game does sales wise compared to Wildlands. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we've got one more game here. You know, a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. 
Your love awaits beyond the bounds of this world. Play as Takuya, an academy student who discovers the secret to time travel thanks to a mysterious gift from his deceased father. Use the reflector device to travel through multiple timelines and gather clues to unlock the truth resting beneath Sword Cape. All right. Uh, you can watch Toy Story 4. I recommend that. It's a good movie. Okay. You uh, can also watch Stuber, which looks very dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could do that, or you could not. Yeah, I agree. I um, watched Furious 7 this week. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's all I'll say. I mean... This was the movie that uh, Paul Walker passed away while filming. Um, so they did a lot of things with his brothers um, and then some facial reconstruction. And to be completely honest with you, most of the movie I thought looked pretty damn good. And I honestly couldn't tell mm. that they that they did that until the end. The end was a little egregious, but still a really uh, – a nice send off for his character and for him. Um, that movie is completely ridiculous though. Uh, that's all I'll say. I mean, like the rock falls like 10 stories from a building lands on a car and survives because he's the rock. Yeah. I, yeah, that, may, that makes sense. <laughs> they're, they're like fucking driving cars from skyscraper to skyscraper, which I feel like is not a very realistic thing, but it's fucking epic when it happens. It's, it's just dropping cars from sky, from planes with, um, parachutes on them. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not just go all the way? If you're going to make a ridiculous movie, just go all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like with every Fast and Furious, that is exactly what has happened. They're just like, let's just, we got to do more and more and more for better and for worse. Mm -hmm. I got to watch uh, The Fate of the Furious and then I got to watch Hobbs and Straw. So, um, but I don't know if that's out like digital oh, to rent man. it or, yeah. Ah, yeah. Looking forward to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna check out that uh that that what what was it called Northgard yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go play that oh I'm gonna play some Destiny two hopefully in more Control and hopefully some Apex yeah we'll have to get together and play that sometime yeah but I think that's gonna do it for the show this week. As always, y'all can contact us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. It helps. And until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... We missed it. Return of Overdin, Aldox over 18. Oh, damn.